Sister Kelly for sharing that with us this morning, the first Sunday of Black History Month, and certainly we will be having our communion service after the message this morning. <clears throat> I want to just go on into the Word of God this morning because I want to speak to the people of God. I want to encourage your hearts this morning, uh, these times that we're living in. I, I believe that that we need to draw closer to the Lord, and, and our worship must be for real. I don't know how you feel about these services so far, but right now, if you have any worship at all in you, you're going to have to learn how to worship the Lord in our Zoom service. Amen. Because coming back together right now, I still feel it's just not time for us to try to resume our regular services in the building. 
so we can worship the Lord. And I pray that right now that you would enter into an atmosphere and a heart of worship, preparing your hearts to receive this word that I believe God has inspired me to share with you this morning. And I will try to be uh, brief this morning, but I do want to give you what I believe God has given me. Several verses of scripture. First of all, I want you to turn with me to John, the 16th chapter, 32 through 33. John 16 verses 32 through 33. I'll read the King James Version first, and then after that, I will read the New International Version. I will read the NIV after the King James Version of John 16, verses 32 through 33. King James Version reads, Behold, the hour cometh, yea, is now come, that you shall be scattered, every man to his own and shall leave me alone. And yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. But yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. John 16, 32 through 33, the NIV. The word of God reads, beginning with verse 32. A time is coming, and in fact has come, when you will be scattered, each to your own home. You will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, for my Father is with me. I have told you these things so that in me you might have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Amen. Now turn to Psalm 23. We're going to read verses 3 through 5. Psalm 23, verses 3 through 5. And I'm going to show you how we'll marry these two texts together to make sense of what we're going to talk about today. Psalm 23, verses 3 through 5. The word of God reads, beginning with verse 3, He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. From these two particular verses of scripture, uh, I'd like to share with you from this thought, truth for troubled days. Truth for troubled days. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We honor you. We praise you for this hour. We thank you right now in Jesus' name, O God, for anointing the ears and hearts of your people, Lord. I bless you, Father God, in Jesus' name, and I thank you for your anointing to rest upon me, O God. Glorify your name. Speak into somebody's life today, O God, a life-changing word. Father God, a word of restoration, a word of revival, a word of joy and peace. We honor you for it in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Truth for troubled days. I tell you, it seems mighty strange, but today truth is uh, something that we should all seek after, yet it's really hard to find for many because there are many who are trying to reverse or trying to make wrong right and right wrong and so forth, trying to tear down the walls of, of the church so that, the, that that will make a way for the spirit of the Antichrist to manifest. But And we'll get into some of that later. But what I want you to understand is that God's truths will stand and last forever. 
If you just a Bible reader and not a Bible believer, you will read those words and while you're in the service, you'll be excited and you'll be happy. But as soon as you leave the building, everything will begin to collapse and fall apart again in your life. I know somebody understands that because we've all seen uh, happy moments, big high times in the church, and then suddenly everything seems to just drop and change as soon as the benediction. We go right back to the same old fussy house, the same old anger and mad, and we pick up where we left off in the argument in the car on the way back home. But see, there, there, there are things that we need to understand, believers. I want you to know, first of all, that it's not what you think or how you feel or what you say about yourself that's important. It's not even what God says about you that's going to, to help you. It's only what you believe that God says about you that's going to be effective in your life. If you don't believe what God is saying about you and who you are and giving you your, your identity and telling you what he's already done on your behalf, then those things are not going to affect you in any way. You'll still be depressed. You'll still be downtrodden. You'll still be disgusted and nervous and full of anxiety until you believe what God has spoken and is speaking to you. Then that's when things will begin to change in your life. Truth for troubled days. I, I want to talk to those who are struggling with defeat this morning. If, if you can't pray it away, I'm telling you this morning, you can pray through it. Because he may not stop the fire from burning, but he can stop it from burning you. He will step right into the situation with you and give you an atmosphere of peace when it should be an atmosphere of destruction. God is keeping you. God is holding it all together. He's keeping you and showing you how to hold it all together in this hour and in this moment. Remember when we talked last time, I talked to you about how you don't want to be in a position where you know that you need God, but then find out you don't have the ability to believe God. You need to be, you need to always understand, listen, when God is speaking to you, and that's going to change our prayer lives as well, because most of our prayer lives are us just talking to God too much. And now we need to turn and have a conversation with God and let God speak to us. And when he speaks, we need to believe what he says. Amen. Believe what God has revealed and what God has spoken to you according to his word. It's easy not to worry and, and be happy when things are going well. It's easy to routinely come to the altar at prayer time and stand around and play with the babies. But what do you do in the tough times? What do you do when life throws you a fastball and gives you something to really pray for? You see, it's easy to pray until you get something to pray for to where all of your heart and your passions and all of the word that you know, must you must bring it before God with a passion and a heart and to diligently seek after God and not just routinely go through uh, uh, something that you've re been repeating for years and not praying. Amen. Jesus' disciples found out that there was another level of prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane that they were not ready for. They were not ready for this kind of prayer. And I'm telling you, people of God, you can thank God because we know Romans 8, 28. We've always said that everything that are that's intentionally happening to you, there's a purpose behind it all. And God can be using this very situation to usher you into the gifts and calling that he has on your life. God could be using this very thing that's tormenting you and causing you to lay awake at night to bring you into a level of prayer and even intercessory prayer that's going to change things in your family and from those around you. Let God do what God is doing because it is with a cause and a purpose. Amen. Heaven knows the outcome. You remember we talked about Joseph. Joseph went through some things, but it was only his transportation into his destiny. All of those things just positioned Joseph to do what it was that God had on his life for all that time. See, I want you not to be discouraged in your current condition. Don't be discouraged in your current condition because you have truths in you for these troubled days. 
There's something inside of you that you have yet to tap into. I'm, I'm telling you to believe what you already know about the scripture pertaining to your healing, to your deliverance, to salvation, because the enemy have made many even question whether or not they've been born again. This is what the enemy tries to do. And, and I want to tell you that, that we need to understand the characteristics of the day. We need to understand what's going on in the world when we find people who are who are re so rebellious against the truth. I mean, Matthew 24, I'll just start reading at verse 4. You can read the rest of this in your own time and, and just understand this. Matthew 24, starting at verse 4, it gives us some insight on the character of people in the last day days. And I know all of you along with me can see all of these things that are going on. Jesus answered to answer his disciples and he said, take heed that no man deceive you. I don't care how popular he is. I don't care how eloquent he speaks. I don't care if he has a, a million followers on YouTube. I want you to understand not to allow any man to deceive you. And the only way you can do that is you've got to be a student of the word, a student of the Holy Ghost for yourself. You've got to have your own truths. You've got to know that God can speak truths to you for troubled days. See, there'll be many false Christs. He says, for many shall come in my name, uh -huh. saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Uh -huh. Did you hear what I said? They'll deceive many. They'll just appear and say, I am the Christ. Now, you know, if you're in your word, you can be nowhere in the earth realm and not know that when Jesus comes, he says that even if, if you're in the east, you'll see it. If he comes in the west, if you're in the north, you'll see him. The whole world will know because the sky is going to roll back. Hmm. If the sky hasn't rolled back, then Jesus is not here. You will know when he returns. So don't be deceived by people coming and saying, I am the Christ, and, and you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, and see that you be not troubled, for these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines mm -hmm. and pestilences and earthquakes mm -hmm. in divers places, all these are the what? The beginning of sorrows. And you need truth for these troubled days. You need to have a word inside of you that's abiding in you, not just a memory verse, but life-giving, power-living word that'll last forever. Now listen to this, just a couple more. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, you believer, and shall kill you and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Listen, it's tough, but you ought to declare with me, but I've got to carry my cross. It's hard for me. I've had to pray. I've had to fast and pray. I've had to intercede for family members. I've had to, to live with, with, with some discouraging situations, but I had to carry my cross. And, and, and many of us fast and pray, but we don't deny ourselves. See, if you're going to fast and pray, you've got to deny yourself. You've got to carry your cross. There's no selfishness inside of fasting and praying. You've got to deny yourself mm -hmm. and come under the authority of the word of God and begin to soak these truths in your heart and, and meditate on them day and night and lay before God and let God speak these truths inside of you. I hope you can hear me all right. You'll be hated for his name's sake. When people can't find no other reason to despise you, listen, and you can't figure out why Sally ain't speaking to you no more and why they're not calling you anymore. They hate you because of his name's sake on your life. Can anybody hear what I'm trying to tell you? He says in verse 11 of Matthew, he says, and many false prophets shall rise yes. and shall deceive many. Because you know, we go to the church where only the, where the miracles are being performed. Don't you know that the devil, the antichrist will be doing miracles. Hmm. Just because you sense a miracle, that does not mean that that is of God. That is the Christ. Listen, you need to know that. Don't be deceived. The end, when the end comes, 
Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. Everybody will know and they will see his return. They will see his return. He will not come through the womb of a woman no more. He will not ride in the town in a truck and jump out and say, I am the Messiah, the Christ. But the sky will roll back and the heavens will give birth to Jesus on the earth as he descends, as he ascended. Now that's the truth for troubled days. I want you to understand that we win no matter what Jesus said, but I've overcome the world. Somebody ought to say amen because amen. this as Christians, this is how we live. This is what we believe. Mm -hmm. And it is the truth concerning you. It is the word of God to you. It is the sustaining power of God to keep you. Now listen, I want to tell you this too because as Christians, we have a problem not understanding that when we tell somebody the truth or make an observation that we're not judging them. See, many of us think we're judging people when we just simply tell people the truth. Listen, it's always good to have some real people around you who don't mind telling you about you. Amen. People around you to keep you encouraged and lifted in, in your times of trouble. Right. Make Listen, make sure you appreciate those people who will tell you the truth about yourself. Because the wounds of a friend are better than the kisses of an enemy. That's right. Many of us need to understand that everybody that's patting us on the back don't meet us no good. That's right. But a real friend will love you at all times and they'll tell you the truth and love you anyhow. That's right. The wounds of a friend mm -hmm. are better than the kisses of an enemy. Amen. By now, many of us have learned to reach for the word of God daily. We know it's the word that brings faith to us. The word of God brings truth to us, security and confidence through all of our troubles. It's the word. God is speaking a word to you. There's a word already burnt into your memory. Now you just got to work it down into your spirit, into your heart, so that you believe what you're walking around in the house and declaring, so that you believe and know that God can do anything. You just speak the word to it and move that mountain, that word that's given you the security to rest and to cast all your care. The word that, that you just give it all to God. Mm -hmm. He tells us, I'm able to handle it. I'm able to do what needs to be done. Don't, don't, don't look at the world and the ungodly and become envious and discouraged because it appears that evil and evil people are prospering and outgrowing the good. Mm. Don't, don't get discouraged and envious because that, that they're getting what you think you deserve. All of us better be glad we don't get what we really deserve. Thank God for mercy. Remember the parable of the wheat and the tares. Mm -hmm. God says, let them grow together and he'll do the separating. Don't think that you're going to live your life and always be around people that love you and people that are all weak, just like you know. You're going to be around some tares. You're going to be around some stuff and some people even inside of you that's right there. Every scripture you read, sometimes doubt will jump right up along with the truth. He says, he says, let them grow together mm -hmm. and he'll do the separating. Listen, both the wheat and the tear grow in the same climate. Mm -hmm. They thrive in the same atmosphere. When it rains, it rains on them both. When it, when the sun shines, it shines on the tears too. Mm -hmm. Oh, come on somebody. The, the, the tear grows with and looks like the wheat. That's right. It grows and looks just like the wheat until the natural eye, the undiscerning eye, the thing that, that we must have in us that's above our natural abilities to see and detect with our natural eyes. We got to walk in the spirit. That's right. Got to walk in the spirit. You got to be led by the spirit. You got to have discernment mm -hmm. so that you're not deceived in this hour. See, the wheat and the tear, they will both grow together. And, and the tear grows and, and looks like wheat until harvest time. That's right. Glory to God. Until harvest time, the wheat brings forth fruit, but the tares just forever grow to just look like wheat, but never produce and bring forth anything. It's like people, they go to church, but they never become believers. They just shout, but they never get delivered. It's like people that say one thing and live another. Right. 
ever trying to look like a believer, but the whole time you're walking around in doubt. They cry and they lift their hands in the same atmosphere of worship with the believer. They wear the right clothes to church and even openly bow their heads as believers in reverence to our God. Mm -hmm. But they only have a form of godliness. Mm. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived by their actions, their tears and their crying and overlook their character. Right. See, people are, they're telling you who they are when they're not saying anything. And you need to have ears to hear and you need to have a heart of discernment, not judging folk. We're not judging people, like I said, when we tell them the truth. Don't let them live a lie, thinking they're weak because they look like weak. They're tears. They never bring forth anything. They never stand through the whole process because when God comes, he's coming for something. Look like, act like, be like, no, we want wheat, we want fruit, we want to produce something. Amen. Listen, don't allow the accusations of the devil to defeat you. That's right. Leading you down a dark path of questioning the truth, casting doubt in your mind if God even hears you or if God can even help you. You're trying to pray, you're trying to speak and declare the word of God, but the devil is attacking you. And the reason why he's attacking you is because you are pushing and resisting against him with the word of God. You're not just laying in it, wallowing in it, just accepting whatever the doctor says or whatever the people are saying, but you are fighting. So no wonder he's on attack in your life, but resist him. Stand steadfast. Be strong in your faith. Amen. Don't allow the darkness to defeat you. See, you, you, you've got to understand that the devil is attacking your mind right now, believer, with lying accusations. He's lying. He's telling you that you've lived so raggedy that there's no way that you've ever been forgiven for that thing, for what you did while you were saved and even before you got saved. You, you've never been forgiven. You'll never make it to heaven. God will never hear your prayer. And, and you're, you're not even born again. You question your salvation because of troubled days. Now, I understand that the life and life more abundantly is not living with somebody that's beating you up. I, it's not shacking up. I understand that life and life more abundantly is not you just living from hand to mouth every day and always the one that's on the bottom and never come to the top and nobody and nothing good ever happens to you. I want you to understand, we recognize and know that that is not the abundant life. I don't have to sit down and just suffer through something and some stuff happening to me that I know is not of God. I know it's not of God. See, that's the truth in a troubled time. You don't have to settle for that. Read your Bible. And if Jesus says he's already overcome, then he says in him we've overcome and in him we have we, we can be of good cheer. In him we have this joy, this peace that surpasses understanding. In him, not of yourself. Mm -hmm. So devil, you don't have to keep trying to give me these lying accusations because I know who I am in the Lord. Right. If you listen to the accuser, he will defeat you. We've learned that even from the beginning. You, you've got to stand your ground. Listen, when the accuser comes up against you with these false accusations, remind him that you're not wearing your own righteousness. You're not wearing own armor that you made. Remind him that you're wearing the whole armor of God. That you'll be able to what? Stand against all of his wealth. And even in the evil day, stand. That's right. I'm not standing because of what I've done. His salvation. I'm standing in his righteousness. I'm standing on his truth. And listen, I, I want you to know that the, the, the enemy's priority in your hour, in your day of trouble, his priority is your mind. His priority is to attack your mind, your mental state. He, he'll stop at nothing to get in your mind. Somebody ought to say amen. amen. If he can get you to think on lies, he, he can get you to live a lie. He's after your mind. The thing you think on the most becomes your focus. Right. It's magnified because of your mind. It becomes bigger than everything else to you. It's the one thing 
that is your mountain. You've made it. You've made it a mountain. It becomes bigger than everything else to you. That's why the Bible teaches us so much concerning our minds. You've got to feed yourself the word of God and let the mind of God be in you daily. You've got to meditate on the word of God that you've read and studied and think on these things that God tells us to think on. Keep your mind stayed on Jesus if you really want some peace and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. You have to know who you put your trust in and remember the way you think affects how you feel. If you don't believe me, if you think ugly, you're going to feel ugly. If you, if you think happy and if you think good thoughts, if you think what the word of God says, then you're going to have and live in some peace and some power. Amen. You'll find rest in the word of God whenever you keep your mind and meditate on the word that God speaks to you. God is not scratching his head concerning you, believer. God is not trying to figure out and decide your future. He already knows the plans that he has for you. And listen, in Psalm 23 and 4, it says, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. Listen, the enemy has attached himself. He's attached fear all around the area that you're trying to walk with God. He's attached fear all around the area where God has called you and leading you through, not to stay, but to go through. You stay because your mind stays on what you're going through, but you got to look up at the shepherd. You, you, need the, you need the courage to step into what God is calling you into right there. I know I'm talking to somebody because you have, you've been having dreams. God has been speaking to you in your dreams. Some of us don't know whether we were awake or asleep, but I'm telling you, God is calling you into something, and now you're going to need the courage to step into what God is calling you into. Amen. You need the courage to step in, the boldness to step into what God is calling you into. I know it's hard. I know you lay awake at night. I know folk are talking about you. I know they don't understand what's going on. But listen, let the Spirit of God give you the boldness to walk with God wheresoever he leads you. And know that he is with you. You ought to just touch your own self wherever you are in your house and just say, I know he's with me. I, I don't care how I feel. I don't care where I am. I don't care if I'm the only one in the house. I know he is with me. God is with me. If you're on the ventilator in the hospital, I'm telling you, God is with you. Yes. God is with you. He cannot lie. He cannot lie. David goes on to say, if you look at the text, and I'm talking about truth for troubled days. See, you want to be encouraged by truth, not by just some old stuff, some old, um, you know, wisdom down through the years that folk have already said. No, 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 no. You need truth that'll last for when heaven and earth passes away. You need some truth that's going to keep you in days of trouble when it looks confusing everywhere, when the church seems like it's falling apart and dividing just like the world. You need truth that the gates of hell cannot prevail against God's church. But the one that you made, you may not be able just to last too long. Listen, David goes on to say, he's preparing a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Now that ought to give somebody some joy. Yeah. What is David saying here? David recognizes and David now is acknowledging that God is his shepherd. See, David is a shepherd and he knows how he cares for his sheep. He knows what he would do if one of his sheep was stuck in a thicket or had a wound on one of his body parts or, or there's something going on with his sheep. He knows his heart towards his sheep. And David is David recognizing and acknowledges that God is his shepherd. He understands his heart towards his own sheep. And then David acknowledges how God is his shepherd and how God has manifested his loving care and his personal, and he's his personal shepherd. He's gone ahead and, and prepared what's needed. He's gone ahead and prepared what's needed. Listen, 
to prepare is not just to have something that's just thrown together. Just It's just already. No, he's saying he prepares the table. That means where there is not anything, he makes it. He puts it together and he goes ahead of me and he makes me ready to receive what he's prepared for me. God has prepared some healing for you, but you got to find it in the word and let it get in your heart. I'm telling you, God has prepared the healing. He's prepared the deliverance for you. Look at what he told them. Look, I'm telling you this even before it happens. So that in me, you'll have some joy. You'll be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. He said that before he died and rose again on the third day and ascended up to heaven. He said, I've overcome the world. People of God, I, I pray that you can hear what I'm saying this morning. See, David understands that just like he prepares for his sheep, God has gone ahead and prepared a table before him in the presence of his enemies. Now listen, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. <laughs> now, what, they, what is David saying again here? David is saying, my shepherd not only has more than enough to feed me, but he also has the power to protect me in present danger. He not only has enough to feed me, but he has the power to protect me and to deliver me from the snares of my enemies. Amen. So right in the presence of my enemies, he has, he's prepared a table for me. And he's protecting me so that while I'm feeding, he, he's got my back. Mm -hmm. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. <laughs> I want you to understand that David is really declaring and giving us some, some encouragement, giving us some truth for some troubled days. See, look, when weapons are formed against me, they won't prosper. Mm -hmm. Even if I see them, they won't prosper. Mm -hmm. He tells us his cup runs over. Mm -hmm. When your cup is full and just full, then you decide. Uh, how much comes out and when and who give it to and where to spill it over on. But when it overflows, it's no longer up to you. Everyone around you receives without you intentionally releasing it to them because your cup is overflowing. We're just standing in David's overflow. Somebody got blessed because you were standing near somebody else's overflow. And I'm telling you right now, God wants to overflow in your life and it won't be up to them to do it. It's just going to come out of there. All you got to do is be around the overflow. Amen. Somebody just shot. I'm in the overflow. I'm trying not to get too happy in here, but I can feel the presence of God beginning to stir up and rise up in my spirit. I'm telling you that God wants to take you to another level. He wants you to understand that there is nothing that the devil can do to you as long as you stay in him and trust his word. And don't, don't put your head down. Hold your head up and take it. You've got to carry your cross. That's right. You've got to carry your cross. Your cup runs over. And when my cup runs over, I want the right people to be around That's right. me. That's right. Because it won't be because I did anything. It was because It's because of what God is pouring into one vessel. He blesses it enough and gives more than enough so that it spills all around you. Glory to God. Yes. Glory to God. Jude 1.20 tells us to build ourselves up in our most holy faith. Listen, people of God. Faith is not based on what we see. Right. Faith is based us on us beyond the realm of our senses. If you're stuck on what you see and you're stuck on what you feel, if you're stuck on what they found, then your faith has been damaged. See, your faith takes you beyond the realm of the senses. Faith is tangible, it's substance of things hoped for. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. Mm -hmm. So that means that it is before I see it. If I'm going to get healing, I've got to get it when I'm hoping for it. Listen, faith is always now, but hope is for your future. So God is going ahead and prepare for those who will faithfully follow him a place where it's going to manifest. That's right. Do you understand that? Mm -hmm. Many of us, as I'm talking this morning, 
and, and I wrote all of this down as God gave it to me. I'm telling you that 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 many of you can say amen this morning and attest to the fact that 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 you can mark in your life right now since last March where your new season began. See, we we actually see we some we somewhat became pessimists when 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 this thing started in the beginning. We, we had all kinds of thoughts and all kinds of things. And, and because we really, we really neglected at the beginning to just turn to the word of God. Mm. See, you can mark in your life, believer, and I'm talking to a whole family right now, where a new season has begun in your life. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. A new season has begun in your life, and you can mark the time when the season began. Your season of overflow, your season of fruitfulness, your season of harvest, it's right there. Mm. It's right there. God began to give us increase. Mm -hmm. You know when your season <laughs> began. He began to give you increase. And look, and now I believe that, that we're going to now be tested on how we can enjoy receiving and how much we should enjoy giving as much as we enjoyed receiving. That's right. You're being tested with the abundance that you have, you cannot live the same way with this as you did before you got it. You're going to be tested That's right. in enjoying giving as much as you enjoy receiving. That's a kingdom principle. Mm. It's better to give than to receive. That's right. If you want to get something, you got to give That's something. Right. Come on, somebody. You've got to carry your cross. I know it's heavy. If you give the church $5, some of y'all go home crying. You never even gave us over $5. But I'm, I'm telling you that now that you have more than enough and your cup is overflowing, listen, it ain't going to be up to you. Something is just going to fall out of your pocket. That's right. <laughs> it's it's got to come up out of your pocket because God wants you to enjoy giving as much as you enjoy receiving. <laughs> Amen. I want you to understand that. I'm, I'm reminded this morning of, of 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 hymn that we used to stand and sing, talking about truth for trouble days, talking about a, a a hymn that we used to stand and sing during worship, but that that we really should have believed. Yeah. The, 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 one of the verses of that that hymn goes, "When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, Thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul." Then a refrain it says, "It is well," and somebody else in the back will say, "With my soul." Then we'll say, "It is well," and somebody else again say, "It is well with my soul." And then the next one it says, "Though Satan shall buffet, though trials shall come." Let this blessed assurance control that Christ hath regarded my helpless estate and hath shed his own blood for my soul. Listen, it is well, believer, with my soul. Why am I saying that? And why am I reminded of this hymn this morning? It's because now in my days of trouble, I've got to under understand that the things that are happening around me can be overcome by what's happening within me. Right. It's well with my soul. My body may be wracked with pain, but it's well with my soul. I may be getting attacked in my mind, but it's well with my soul. And begin to just let that overflow until from your spirit, healing comes up. Because I'm telling you, your healing is within you. Now you got to get it manifest on the outside. It's well, my soul. Somebody ought to declare right there in your living room, wherever you're looking at this or hearing this, you ought to just say, it's well with my soul. They're, they're, they're talking about me. Sometimes I cry when I'm on the job. I get discouraged. I get mad. I get frustrated. But it's well with my soul. It's well with my soul. The things that are happening around you can be overcome by what's happening in you. Jesus told them, he told them what was going on. He told them what was going to be happening, but he said, but be a good cheer because I've already overcome the world. It's the things that's happening within you. I've already released my word into you. I know you're impressed with the temple. I know all of that stuff looks good, but Jesus said not one stone will be left. They're going to tear it down. They're going to destroy the temple, but look at me. I'm going to rebuild it. I, I'm, I can say things like that to believers. Listen to this as I move on hurriedly. The dream inside of you, 
believer, is bigger than your ability. The thing you're up against in your life right now is something that only Jesus can help you with and stuff only Jesus has already done. That's why you need faith. You've got to believe what he's already done. Jesus said in John 15, 7 and 8, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Is that not a word for a troubled day? He said, herein is my father glorified that you bear much fruit. I'm not a tear, I'm weak. So shall you be my disciple. Keep the word of God in your heart. It's our constant guide and it's the light through this darkness. It shapes our thoughts and instructs us in ways that pleases God. Yeah. Teaches us how to live a way in our life that pleases God. Listen, like Joshua, we've got to fight to enter into these words, this promise. It's not enough to know what it is and where it is and what it looks like, but now it's time for us to enter into it. I want what God promised me. I want it all. I want to enter into it. I want it to abide in me as I abide in it. And when I hear those words, I start thinking about the engrafted word. Many folk who understand how horticulture works or, or plants, how you can graft on something to another plant and it becomes one with that plant. God showed us from the beginning how marriage even is. God says, and the flesh and the two shall become one flesh. And listen, when the word abides in you and you abide in the word, the word, you and the word become one. It lives. And you live from what the word brings to you. Just like grafting a plant onto another, it lives. Mm -hmm. The life from the other plant that's rooted. I need you to understand that. Maybe we can open it up one day and go further in that. But I just need for you to understand that the words you're speaking, I want you to become one with those words. That's my life. That's my belief. And that's how it is in my life. That is my life. It's not something that I'm just, just wishful thinking. I'm not just hoping hoping for it. I know it is my life. It's my truth. I am healed. I am delivered. I am washed in the blood. I am more than a conqueror. I am an overcomer. I am a believer. Amen. I'm a follower of God, a student of the Holy Ghost. I'm, I am a righteous man because of Jesus Christ. There's no weapons formed against me that's going to prosper. There's no sickness that can take me out. I only yield to healing. I only yield to the authority of the word of God. Mm -hmm. Yield to it. Listen, don't allow your mind to take you to a place where you feel unreachable. Mm. Did you hear what I said? Don't let your mind take you to a place to where you feel unreachable. No word, no song, no scripture, no, no encouraging call. Nothing reaches you. Where no word of truth can shift you into something else. No word of truth can capture your thought and change your atmosphere. Don't let your mind take you to an unreachable place. One word from God can turn your weeping into joy. One word from God can turn your sadness into rejoicing. One word from God can turn your sickness into perfect health. And I believe that through this virus, all of us have learned the value of health. Amen. Amen. You can have a bank full of money. You can have a, a wonderful house. You can have multiple cars, more cars than you can drive. But if you lose your health, that's right. Somebody ought to say, man, amen. God actually commands us. He commands us not to be afraid. The, the same house that, that we're living in in the daytime is the same house we're in at night. Mm -hmm. there, there are times when we're challenged, even attacked mentally by the enemy, which, which he wants us to think that we're facing, that what we're facing and how we feel and what's going on is bigger than our life, that bigger than our God, that is stronger than our God. But you need to know and believe that God is bigger than what you're facing, even when it looks and feels otherwise. Greater is he that is within you than he that is within the world. It's from within you that you will overcome. That's right. It is not from the outside in. It's from the inside out. Don't wait till conditions around you change. You've got to change your internal atmosphere first. That's right. A seed has to go in the ground before it can change the earth on the outside. 
Amen. You, you, you have to have an unwavering faith to stand in the deep and stormy waters of life. You, your, your faith, you, you cannot, you cannot uh, uh, halt between two opinions. In other words, like a, a crippled man or a man who is afflicted and when he walks, he, he stumbles and he hobbles along. No, you've got to walk flat-footed and stand in the deep stormy waters that has come up against you in your life. You got to carry your cross. That's right. You got to carry your cross. See, listen, I tell you as I close, something great, something bigger than what we see with our natural eyes is unfolding. Mm -hmm. <laughs> something greater than your condition right now, your current experience, something greater is unfolding. See, you didn't know it, but 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 last year in March, something greater was unfolding That's right. for your family, in your life. God knows when to bring you out of the process. I told you that in the process of refinement, God knows how to bring you out to where you are purified and not to leave you in so long until you burn up. And we talked about that being in a cake state. And see, some of us, we try to force our way into things instead of going through open doors that God has opened for us. We're trying to force our way into things. Don't let the trouble drive you somewhere that God is not leading you. Listen to this. The story was told of a father putting together a puzzle with his child. And the child looked and said, uh, look, daddy, I, I have this piece and it goes right here. And, and, and the father said, no, it, it, it doesn't fit right there. And, and, the, and the child said, yes, daddy, it fits right here. And the child proceeded to fit the puzzle piece right in the midst of the puzzle that, uh, that they thought the piece fitted. And they wedged it down in there and it was in there all kind of way, not connected or anything. And, and the child says, look, daddy, see, I told you it fits right there. But the child, but the father with the wisdom looking at the box and the whole picture of the puzzle, he began to say, baby, look, this out of place. It does not even fit in the picture. I lost somebody. See, what we're trying to do, we're trying to fit stuff in our lives and people in our lives that we know they don't fit. And they don't even complete the picture that God showed you when he showed you the man, the woman, or the thing for you. You're trying to fit people in your life and fit things in your life that don't even make a picture. It's out of shape and it don't fit. You need to understand in trouble days, don't let things drive you just to settle for something around you. No, I need the right stuff around me. That's right. I need That's the right. right people speaking into me, praying for me, and interceding for me. Need the right ones. That's right. Need believers. Yes. Amen. Amen. Have you ever been to a place in your life where you knew only Jesus could really get you through? Mm-hmm. You, 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 I know you've been there. Have you ever been at a place in your life where you've prayed and cried restoration? Let me just tell you, restoration is something you experience when there's been a loss, when something's been torn up, when something's been busted and torn down, when you've experienced some trouble. And when you can say, God has restored me, what you're saying is my life was torn, my life was broken, my life was a mess. But thank God for restoration. If you have restoration, you ought to rejoice today because you made it through some destruction, some trouble. That's right. Amen. Amen. See, I don't care how strong you think you are and how many resources you're gloating over and, and how glad you are of what you have. You cannot live without God. You were never designed to live without God. Okay, go ahead and try, but you'll come to this truth one way or another. See, we, we need his strength and we need his power. We need his love and we need his presence. And all has been provided. Yes. His power, his strength, and his presence, even his life. Mm -hmm. He bore it all. He took it all so that we could declare these truths in our troubled days. I know it sounds crazy. 
But I know somebody can say amen to the amen. fact that sometimes the worst things that happened in your life are actually the best things that happened right. to you. Right. If you never would have got laid off of your job, if you never would have gotten into another position, you never would have had thoughts to starting and launching your own business. Mm -hmm. Some of y'all never would have met your real career if something didn't happen to the old one. God was preparing you. He was making you ready for what he had for you all the time. Stop your whining, wipe your eyes, and trust God. These truths are for you for your troubled days. But let me tell you, trouble don't last always. In hindsight, these things are the best things really that ever happened to you. They don't feel like it at the moment. They didn't feel like it at the moment. But look at Jesus when he was telling his disciples what was going to happen to him. And to them, it was the worst day of their life. It was the things that they were not ready to receive. But little did they know it would be the greatest thing that would ever happen to them in their lives. Jesus was about to die for them. Jesus was about to raise again because there was no sin on him so he could pay the penalty and the price for our sin. He was about to deliver them so that he can make them the temple of the Holy Ghost. He was about to establish something that the gates of hell could not prevail. He was about to provide the blood, the, the cleansing blood of the Lamb of God, the only blood that could wash away our sin. He was about to do the unimaginable, the impossible, the thing that from the ages he promised from the beginning. Now the manifest presence of God is here to bring forth that which he promised. Truth for troubled days. He lives. He lives. He lives. He lives. And because he lives, I live. That's right. I live. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to just exist, but I live. Amen. The life I live is a life and life more abundantly. Amen. Amen. I just want to say this while I close and we get ready for communion. I know I kept you a little bit longer today. But I needed to just share some things with you because the enemy has not relaxed in his attacks. He has not stepped back from you, not one bit, because you are right on the verge of learning and understanding warfare. God is going to, God is going to strengthen you and give you something, a word that will take you beyond your fears. So that you'll be able to stand flat footed and declare in deep water victory. You'll be able to declare, I am an overcomer in the midst of the storm. Don't wait till the doctor tell you they don't see it. Don't wait till everybody start acting right. You walk in perfect peace because you got your mind right. You got your mind right. Y'all, if somebody's in the house with you, if we was at church, look at them and say, you got to get your mind right. You just got to get your mind right. See, that's the whole thing. That's the problem. If you can just get your mind right, you can transform your life. You can transform the situation. You can trans be transformed if you can just get your mind right. How you get your mind right? Got to have a word. You got to right. feed daily on the word of God and believe it. It's not what you say. It's not what your mama say. It's not what granddaddy said or know what anybody else is saying. It's not what God says. It's what you believe that God has said concerning you. And I want you to understand that. That's your truth for a troubled day in your life. Now, listen, I told you years ago that audibly in my spirit, I heard audibly in my spirit a word in my life when my life was ripped apart and torn down, I heard a word one morning in my spirit that I had never heard before. That word was homeostasis. I didn't know what it meant. It was the first time I'd ever heard it, but I began researching. I began seeking and asking. Even doctors came into the shop and sat in my chair and Taught me homeostasis. He says that it is what the body does to bring itself back to a balance, a state, to bring itself back into alignment. And I'm telling you that when your condition is one to where you feel like it's torn apart, I'm telling you that if it's 14 years later, God knows how to restore it all. He knows how to bring it all back into balance and everything the devil thought he stole. That's right. God said, I'm going to bring it back to you double fold. Somebody ought to say amen. amen. I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to leave it right there because I'm telling you right now, is I'm in a manifest season of seeing the homeostasis promise, the restoration, right. the promise of God being manifest in my life. And I thank you, God. Thank you, God. I thank you yes. for what I had to suffer, for what I had to go through. Mm. It taught me. Yes. How to pray with passion and belief and to remain and be faithful, even in least had nothing. Mm. But I thank you, God. Thank you, God. 
I thank you that you had a purpose. It was not in vain. Amen. You had a plan. Amen. Listen, everything that I've spoken to you, I want you to understand and know that it was in no exegetical or contextual context in the scripture, but it was just things that I gleaned from this truth for troubled days because all of us wake up and there's a lot of times we want a word of encouragement. We wake up praying. We wake up opening our Bibles and reading the word of God daily, our daily devotions. We, we send out text messages and we call people and we just check on them and we, we do all manner of things because we want to be that encouragement as we receive that encouragement. When God gives you a word, I'm telling you, learn to receive and hold on to that word because it's your lifeline. That's right. It is your lifeline. Now, we're going to go. We're going to go to God in prayer. Mm -hmm. We're going to trust God this morning for prayer. We're going to trust God for deliverance before uh, we go into our communion service. I, I just want you to understand that God loves you more than you even love yourself. I'm telling you that God is speaking, God is teaching, God is doing something in our lives right now that's unimaginable. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. That the impossibilities are possible now. Yes. That it's no longer impossible for me to believe and receive that you can heal anybody. You can heal anything. And one word, one word right now, one word today, one word in the next hour can change an entire life, can, yes. can change a generation. Lord, I thank you thank for you. one word yes. to reverse the curse, to remove the sickness. Yes. One word, thank oh God, you. and the hand of God will move by faith in your life life to deliver you and to set you free. I thank you, oh God, right now for peace and strength in Deacon Hill. Lord, I pray that you will continue to be that present help. I thank you for the comfort, oh God, even in the family. I thank you for the love, the, the coming together, the spirit of unity. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that they will see this as a home going, a, a overcoming process. Bless them, God, as only you can. Bless those who are listening this yes, morning, Father. Father God, that are dealing with some things that are, that are really troublesome in their families, in their bodies, in their marriages. Yes, Father, Father, I thank you that, that you're lifting bowed down heads today, yes. that you're healing broken bodies, Father God. I thank you that you're restoring marriages that are on the rocks. I thank you, oh God, for the vision of the house. Yes, I thank you, Father God, for a refreshing and an outpouring and a renewing in the name of Jesus. We stand on the authority of your word. We declare that with your stripes we were healed. That means we're already healed. I thank you, Father, right now for the manifestation of healing in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that we trust you, believe every opposing force against us, every word in opposition to what we're believing and hoping for. I thank you right now, oh God, that our enemies are our footstool. Yes. Father God, you, you prepared a table. You've gone before us to feed us and protect us. And when the enemy has tried to set snares before us, you prepared a table before us. Yes. And I thank you, oh thank God. You, I thank you for the light of your word. I thank you for enlightening us. I thank you for lifting up our heads and wiping away our tears that we'll stand on our most holy faith, that we believe that you did what you said you did. We have a place in glory in Christ Jesus. Father God, you said in your house there are many mansions, and if it were not so, you would have told us. Lord, I thank you for the place in you through Jesus Christ. We honor you for it. We thank you for it. This is our faith. This is what we believe. That if we die, we only sleep. In Jesus' name. Jesus name. In Jesus name. Jesus' name. We come against it. Yes. We come against the, the spirit of division. We come against the spirit of the hypocrisy. We come against false pretenders. We come against those who have drawn close to us not to be fruitful in our lives, but to pull us down. I thank you, oh God, for the atmosphere that's conducive for spiritual growth in a way that where we'll feed ourselves till we become fruitful. I thank you for every seed planted. I thank you, oh God, for the work, the vision, and the assignment for our lives. Give us the courage and the boldness to step into the deep things that you've called us to do, the things that seem impossible, God. I thank you, Father, for blessing us and keeping us in our sound mind. Yes. Devil, you are a liar, but there is no fear in us, only love. Yes. And we thank you, O oh God, for we rest in you, Father. In the name, in the name of Jesus, Jesus, we praise you. Yes. And we thank you as we rejoice even in troubled days. We stand on your word. 
It is so. And so it is. As you have spoken in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. At this time, we're going to move into our communion services. And we're going to ask for the scripture and the prayer at this time. For I have received of the Lord, that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup, when he had sup, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye, as often you drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death until he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthy shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drank it unworthy, eateth and drank it damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. But this cause, men are weak and sickly among you, and many are asleep. Father, we thank you for the message that you sent us this morning, Father. We thank you for the messenger. And Father, we ask you to bless this bread that Amen. I seem to have lost my sound. So if the scripture and prayer has already been made, then I will go into the communion. Amen. For it was the same night in which our Lord was betrayed that he took bread. And after he had blessed, he break and said, take eat for this is my body, which is broken for you. And likewise, after he had supped, he took the cup, saying, This is the new covenant in my blood. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Amen. Father, we thank you for the redemptive work for your body and your blood that we may have life and life more abundantly. You paid the price, O oh God, that we may have this life. And in great remembrance, reverently we, we remember your sacrificial work. Father God, you died in our place for us mm. that we may have life. Father God, you were innocent and we thank you. Thank you, Father. Jesus, we thank you. Thank you for what you've done for us. We honor you, we praise you, Hallelujah. and we bless your name. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, Jesus name. Amen. 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 I do want to thank all of you this morning once again for being here and sharing with us during this service. I am just honored to always be here with you, and I thank God for what he has done to allow us to even meet in an atmosphere like this. So I thank you once again. I know that I have kept you a little longer than normal, but I pray that your hearts have been encouraged and I look forward to our next time together. Remember, keep the Hill family in your prayers and we honor you, all of you, for just being here. I want you to rejoice this morning and give God praise Hallelujah. as we begin to end our service. We thank God for you. May heaven smile upon you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Pastor.
God bless you, Pastor. Love you.